I don't know if we'll we'll probably redo the opening. Yeah, it, it just doesn't matter. We're just gonna let's just go. You guys crack me up. <laughs> Welcome to the Distracted Driving Podcast. I am Sean Genovese. I'm Rex. Williams. And today we are joined. I'm not going to say old friend. I hate it when people say old friend because nobody knows if you're referring to a long time friend or a person who's literally old. Uh, so a, a, a friend of the show and of Rex and Sean, Liz long Junkie. Time. Long time. <laughs> long time guest. Wait, first time. No, wait, that's not right. you. We might need to say her name more clearly. Go for it. Well, now, now I have to say it right. Liz Junkie. <laughs> how, do you say, how do you say the last yeah. name for exactly? Yeah, Junkie. Yeah. Junkie. Yeah, it's Junkie. Liz Junkie. You got it. <laughs> the H is silent. <laughs> Or, well, the German pronunciation is Junka, I guess. Oh, Junka. Yes, that's what I want to know. All the German enthusiasts listening to your show. <laughs> oh, we got mm-hmm. a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. Like a whole group of those out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, I'm American. Yeah. <laughs> Nine. So Liz, Liz, uh, Liz was on our, our previous show. Can I share? The movement I found Maker the photo. Show. What? You found the photo. Fo- I just photo? found, you just, you were just teeing me up. Liz was on the show before. I got the picture. <laughs> Where is it? Can we like put it on the screen yeah. or something? How do I do that? Share? How about share any uh, proprietary data? <laughs> Which screen do I want to share? I'll pick a screen, any screen. It's very difficult. Share, okay. share. <laughs> The suspense is killing me. Is it going? Oh, oh yeah. Look at that. Look at, the, look at that look of shock and snappers. awe on my face. <laughs> shock and awe. Jeez. We, we look like we're at least five years younger. Obviously, you haven't aged, you haven't aged a day. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Well, that's because I, I got rid of the hairs that were aging. They're out of here. <laughs> I just whacked them up a little bit. Good time. Well, that is fantastic. Yes, that was uh, that was from the days of yore. Yeah. When the men were men and the sheep were scared. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> plugging World Usability Day on your show. That's you right. were. Yeah, I think yeah. I said something to you like, uh, you can't be in charge of the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> so which part of World Usability Day are you in charge of? Yeah. Just the Boeing flight. <laughs> yeah. We well, that's flyers. probably a – yeah. I mean, that's that's a great place to start. Go, Yeah, do your thing with the flyers, Rex. Go ahead. No, I thought you did it. Well, because – well, we were talking about flyers, and you were showing that flyer there on the that counter, and then we said, because when you have a flyer, you're legit. Yeah, some excellent design skills in the design community. <laughs> that is the threshold. Um, 
Well, so first of all, uh, I guess we should probably explain for the majority of people who are listening and not watching, um, what we were showing on the screen was a picture of the three of us um, in mid-sentence, apparently, uh, interviewing Liz the last time she was on our show, which was when we were all at the Boeing Company. And she was pimping World Usability Day, so there was a flyer on the table there. And I don't know if we had just picked it up, about to pick it up or just put it down. But I think that's a, a great place to start our conversation today, um, back at the Boeing Company. So we, we were all working there. What was your role there, and what do you do now? Uh, yeah, I was a UX designer at Boeing. Yeah, my whole career, there, what, 11-some-odd years. Um, and I, that room, I had invited you guys out to the flight line, so that means I was working... Uh, quality inspection, uh, warranty documentation, RFID, tag everything. Uh, yeah, some really fun fun stuff that out there on the flight line. Um, and now I'm at the Home Depot, UX principal. Uh, I support post-sale, so um, specifically customer order cancellations and modifications if you or something from Home Depot, and then you're like, actually, I don't want it anymore, or oh, I typed in my address wrong, or like, I ordered the wrong product. Um, I'm responsible for the user experience for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So you're trying to make people feel better about um, canceling their orders. <laughs> or messing That's up. That's a key place right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, the software is a big, big place for, you know, not interacting with the user interface properly. So, you know, lots of room for error. So it's my job to make sure that anything you want to correct, it is also easy to do. And, uh, yeah, and then hope you shop with us again. <laughs> I uh, always figured, uh, and I suppose this comes from uh, this comes from shopping at Fry's Electronics, uh, especially around the holidays. It always seemed like you know they they had a hundred registers, and if anybody's not been to a Fry's Electronics, huge, gigantic uh, electronics warehouse store, um, and and literally they would have at the front of the store uh, maybe not a hundred but gosh easily twenty five to fifty registers. But if you needed to return something, one guy <laughs> <laughs> and a line out the door, and, and I look at that and I'm going, okay, well obviously they are trying to discourage people from returning things. They want to make it. They want to make it as inconvenient <laughs> as, as possible. But a user uh, experience designer, I mean, your your job is to make the user experience as pleasant as possible, right? Absolutely. Even if you're returning something. Yep. Do you have a counterpart? I do. And last uh, year, it rest? was me. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, we've hired another principal for... Um, the return space specifically, but yeah, I worked in that. Actually, that's why I, I was hired into Home Depot to do returns. So I have a lot of experience in the, the research of that and what makes customers mad and happy. And we obviously want to keep them happy and you know how that 
how do I maintain a loyal customer, um, you know, through the experiences I design. Um, but yeah, line, return line, oh, that's, t I think, top for most customers. How do we just get that down to zero minutes? That's right. And your um, your educational background um, was around uh, user design, mm -hmm. right? Human human computer interaction. Human I mean, is is that what you always wanted to do? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I actually went into, into University of Washington um, wanting to do pre med, and oh. then almost failed out again. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, my one of my mom's best friends, she died of breast cancer when I was in high school. So I had started volunteering at the hospital and I was like, I'm going to go into cancer research and then could not do chemistry. Um, but the gals in my sorority noticed that I was just the tech savvy person and always like helping everyone on their computer and, you know, fixing the, the house computer and I think one of my sisters was like, you should check out informatics. And um, so I did uh, via computer science. And so I met in these computer science classes in the back, like, uh, I don't know what's going on. And everyone's like, you know, uh, staring at me and no one wants to be in my group projects. And I was just tragic. So I, um, Informatics is the more extroverted version of CS. It's, you know, you're, you're interested in psychology and talking to people a lot, and but you still have that analytics, the analysis piece that um, I think my brain is kind of wired for. So informatics was the sweet spot. Um, so yeah, my minor was human computer interaction and um, the sister department at University of Washington is the human centered design and engineering department. I'm currently on the advisory board for their department. Um, HCDE is where Boeing pulls all their like flight deck engineers. So if you oh. want to go more physical design, um, you like designing a chair, designing a photocopier. That was like, I think that's like a classic like UX 101 like, pr like class project is like redesign the, the photocopier. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, so like the flight deck engineers. I still have trouble with those things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I don't think anyone uses those anymore, but um, yeah, I'm sure they do. It's probably like redesigned the iPhone now or something, but. Um, <laughs> That's the VCI recorder. Yeah. But yeah, so HCI, we're a little bit more like software focused. Um, so that's kind of my yeah classical training. And then uh, Boeing also paid for a master's in data science. So snuck through there as well. Didn't realize how much coding data science is. Oops. Oh, <laughs> I got in. I'm like, first class is calculus. Then it's like linear algebra. I'm like, wait, no. what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everything's like SAS, Python, R. And I slogged through that. At the end, I'm like, UX design is for me. But now I am just a double threat in terms of like, I want my designers not to be interviewing for people for research. I want them to be reviewing 250,000 customer comments. So that's oh. the, that's kind of my platform as a UX principal is like bringing the big data picture into user research. Um, oh, and yeah. it's a lot of fun because we have access to big data. And it's not like all secret and proprietary and you can't share it with anyone. And 
Or yeah. <laughs> uh huh. I remember. I I remember working in a place like that. That's uh, cool. So I I wanna. Uh, I have to ask the obvious question. Um, and and please a- answer to the extent you are comfortable. Uh, but you, it, you were a uh, an ATF at Boeing, correct? I was, and I still feel like that award is. Uh, I carry it with me everywhere still. Okay, so so you just. Explain what ATF is. Yeah, so so um, an associate technical fellow is what it stands for. The the tech fellowship at Boeing and and at large aerospace companies in particular. I know Lockheed had something similar. Um, it is a non management uh, alternative path for engineers and scientists so if they don't want to go into senior management director that that path um the tech fellowship is kind of the equivalent um but instead of managing people you are now the the master of a particular domain of knowledge um and it's a big deal because they they still give you stock and stuff right there's like a i sat in on one of the uh i was the note taker for one of the interview boards one oh. time which was an interesting experience um it Wait, what did you, you spit know, in on? It, it was the uh, it was the interview board for oh. for the tech fellowship. You were on the panel. I was not on the panel. I was literally the note taker. <laughs> I sat in the oh. back of the room and I, I typed. I typed everything that people said and then gave it to them so Got that it. they they had it. I was I was a. Uh, a Typist. Prob, prob, I was going to say I was a, a glorified stenographer, but I, I don't even know that I was glorified. I was uh, probably not even very good as a stenographer. But at any rate, it's an interesting process because you, you have to have certain academic credentials. You have to have certain experience. Uh, you have oh, to yeah. have it's letters expensive. of recommendation. And and then you go um, and and you have uh, your they interview. Really out of you. They sure as hell do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know, Liz, if you – know or can share because i'm not sure what what is the percentage um that they let in each year i I I, I think it's low so we're talking about you know a couple of people that get admitted every year in their various uh domains Uh, at any rate i know a lot of people were prepping me to not get accepted on my first go as probably the youngest person in the tech fellowship um, but yeah. I, I'm pretty vicious when I see something I want to do. So um, wait, you, I, you did, you got accepted on the first go? I did. Yeah. Wow. Most people it takes two or three times yes. or more. Yeah. Yep. I had 30, I had over 30 coaches. Um, because like I said, I'm, I am ridiculous when it comes to like feedback and iterating. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my specialties. <laughs> right. Right. Um, well, good for you. That's fantastic. Um, and I, I mean, I, the question I have, though, um, so that's a big deal. I think that's a great honor. I think it does. You, you confirmed it comes with some stock options and, and things like that. What the hell did Home Depot <laughs> offer you <laughs> to, to pry you away from the big blue logo into putting on an orange vest. 
uh, I don't know. Or if apron, very, I should say. Very, it is an apron. Yes, I do have. <laughs> you have your own apron. I yeah. do. Yeah. I don't know if I have a very political uh, political answer I can share. Um. Okay, that is the end of the first part of our conversation with Liz. Uh, it goes on for a little while longer, uh, probably going to be two more sections to this uh, interview. We, we continue on talking about things like mentorship, culture. We talk a lot about uh, her work at Home Depot, um, as well as AI. We're going to dabble a little in AI towards the end of the conversation. But uh, we'll be back next week with part two, where you will get the answer to the question, what did Home Depot offer to pull her away from a tech fellowship at the Boeing Company, which really is uh, quite an accomplishment. It's a big deal. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed, uh, not surprised, but very impressed and, and proud of my friend, Liz. A quick uh, programming note as well. Um, after this interview, we're going to have a guest host for uh, a few episodes. So my partner, Stephanie, who is uh, the other half of Lead Out Loud, a new company that I am starting, is going to be joining us for some interviews where we'll still be talking about um, challenging the status quo. We'll still be talking to people that do that, but we're going to take a little bit of a, uh, put a, put our leadership lenses on, if you will. Uh, speaking of which, we are currently, um, if you're listening to this in uh, July uh, of 2023, we have uh, a workshop coming up in August. Uh, only two spots remaining. Uh, we've only got six people allowed in this cohort. It's a ridiculously low price uh, on the website. If you go to lolworkshop.com, $149, and that's going to get you three hours of leadership development with me and Stephanie and uh, a cohort of six people from a variety of industries. It's a really great opportunity for uh, especially engineers or other technical people that want to just refine their leadership abilities. Maybe you're trying to get a promotion into management. Maybe you just uh, have been put in charge of leading a team. Or maybe you want uh, or aspire to do those things. The things that we're going to cover can help you with that. This is Leadership Essentials. So check that out at lolworkshop.com, and we will see you next week for part two and the answer to our question for Liz, what brought her to the Home Depot? I'm Sean Genovese. Thanks for listening and or watching.